This is Joe Gacy, and you're listening to Markin' Out. This is Markin' Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we Markin' Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we Markin' Out, y'all. Markin' Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we Markin' Out, y'all. Friendin' like fisting. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we Markin' Out, y'all. We Markin' Out. Talk by pro wrestling fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. My name is David. You can check us out on Twitter at Marking Out. But most important, we want you to listen. Go ahead and listen because we got plenty of episodes as this is episode 557. So that means you got 557 episodes to listen to over at MarkingOut.com. Well, not not 557, but uh, you can enough. Go ahead there, there's a there's a good chunk missing due. To, well, not a good chunk. There's a small chunk missing due to us only first having the website in November 2011. Yeah, but go explore, go explore. You never know what you're gonna end up hearing. But Apple Podcasts. Google, Stitcher, Radio, whatever you want. You go find us and we are there. Also, go buy the t-shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com. Also, check us out on Twitch. Give us an email. Also, check us out on Instagram at MarkingOut11, but on Twitter at MarkingOut. And you can go check me out at DavidPTDPT on Instagram and Twitter as my name is David and I am here with Brandon and you can go follow him on Twitter and Instagram at BTTG161. Chris is not here with us today, but go check him out at Chris Wingdog. But to the person that is here today, Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always and yourself. Doing good, doing good. You thought you thought for a moment I was gonna forget, did you? Well, I think you should have said doing well, but uh I I didn't know yeah. if you were going to forget or not. <laughs> well, the truth is, uh, I did forget until I saw we the We should number. say, for the for the past two weeks, David has forgotten to say what episode number at the start. Even though I'm looking at the number, <laughs> I'm looking at the number, it just doesn't register, hey, David, go ahead, read the number. But how was, uh, uh, how's your week? My week was good. How about yours? It was good. Did I had to do some more grilling. I wanted more corn, so I had to. Made some burgers. And then uh, really just watched a bunch of Disney World live streams. Because, like, how could I not celebrate the 50th anniversary? Of course. And I, I like the, the new stuff that they have on uh, Spaceship Earth. Like, the, the lighting that they have outside is insane. And I can't wait to see it in person. I'm not familiar with it. Well, I mean, I don't see why you would be. But you obviously know what Spaceship Earth is, correct? No. Golf ball Epcot. <laughs> oh. What do you okay. mean? You know what that is, right? Well, now I know what it is. Right. But it's it's a ride. But huh. But yeah, they have a projection okay. show where they have LED lights or something. I don't know what it is specifically, but it looks super cool. They have um, new 50th anniversary projections for the castle and the Tree of Life as well. But they have one for the Tower of Terror. And it makes it look like as if nothing ever went wrong there. Mm -hmm. And they have people up at the Tip Top Club partying. And I think it's like a really well done projection on the the Tower of Terror. And I can't wait to see that. When I'll see it, I have no idea. No idea. In due time. 
Yeah, but that's basically my week. Shall we talk about some wrestling? Yeah, let's talk about some wrestling and some Monday Night Raw. Well, prior to Monday Night Raw, the uh, just want to mention the supplemental draft from SmackDown that took place. We now know that Akira Tozawa, the Alpha Academy, Apollo Crews, Commander Aziz, Drew uh, Dewdrop, Drake Maverick, John Morrison, T-Bar, Nia Jax, R-Truth, and Zelina Vega will be on Monday Night Raw. Aaliyah who we have not seen in quite some time, will be making her uh, SmackDown debut, I assume, soon. She's drafted to SmackDown. Drew Gulak's going to SmackDown. Mace is split up from T-Bar. He's going to SmackDown. Mansoor and Ali were drafted as a tag team to SmackDown. And Tony Storm is staying on SmackDown. But Monday Night Raw kicks off with Becky Lynch to announce that she herself... Wait, 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 wait. Now that you spoke about the draft... Now let's get into some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Much better. Now proceed about Becky. Yeah, she came out to say that she is the number one draft pick and she wants to be Becky Two Belts again. Charlotte came out. Bianca Belair came out. Um, I, I popped at Charlotte wanting the crowd. I thought that was funny. Yeah, haven't had, uh, I don't know. But what? Becky Becky basically goaded Bianca Belair into challenging Charlotte Flair. And uh, Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville came out to make that match the main event and to also announce that Becky Lynch is 100% the number one draft pick to Monday Night Raw for the, the second pool. Great draft pick. Also in the draft, we have the Uso staying on SmackDown. Bobby Lashley staying on Monday Night Raw. Sasha Banks is staying on SmackDown. It goes into Damian Priest picking up the victory over Jeff Hardy to retain the U.S. Championship. I don't know why this match took place. It and they played it up as if it was like Damian Priest going against like his idol growing well, up. Well, because I think he might be. I don't know. Jeff Hardy's knows, been praising but- him as of late. Yeah, but there's, I mean, there's more to this entire thing. I'm not a fan of it. I don't know what they're doing with Jeff Hardy. Well, like, I mean, rumors of Willow. I don't know if those are rumors. I just think it's the fans maybe hoping. Yeah, I don't know. But my hope this, is I that... thought it was a decent match. It had me thinking that maybe the U.S. Championship was going to SmackDown because Jeff Hardy was drafted to SmackDown. Um, but he was interviewed afterwards and he spoke about having to maybe have a different side of Jeff Hardy come to SmackDown. So that's why people thought maybe Willow would be coming to WWE. That'd be pretty interesting, but you know, Jeff, Jeff Hardy definitely needs a change because if not, he's going to fall into that legends category of he appears on the TV show, gets his match, put, makes somebody look good and then goes to the back. I don't know if I don't know if the 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 television product is ready for Willow though, <laughs> but I'm pumped. I know that for sure. I would I would love that. You know, <laughs> I'm like I'm waiting for WWE Shop to sell replicas. I know TNA sold replicas, but uh, they weren't the. Uh, I don't think they were like great replicas. Mm-hmm. But this segment afterwards, Jeff Hardy gets interrupted by Austin Theory, who wants a selfie with him, and then attack Jeff Hardy. So, I don't necessarily like that they're pretending that Austin Theory has never been on Monday Night Raw before. But um, I think it's a great start. 
Yeah, it's. I feel like they just totally forget all of these guys. You know? Yeah, but uh, back to the draft. Seth Rollins will be going to Monday Night Raw. Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs stay on SmackDown. Damian Priest, the U.S. champion, stays on Monday Night Raw. And Sheamus is going to SmackDown. So we, right now, potentially have the bar on the same show. Thank, I, I feel like the bar is long overdue. I need them back. I need Cesaro back. What the heck? Give me, give Cesaro something. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, next up, you had Shayna Baszler pick up the victory over Dana Brooke. Um, the, Shayna Bla- Baszler was about to do that stomp to Dana Brooke's arm that she did to uh, Eva Marie. But Dewdrop coming out and making Nia the Jax. save. Yeah, and Nia Jax. I thought the match should have been quicker, but it ended how yeah. you would have expected it to have. And uh, Dewdrop went to help Dana up. And Shayna Baszler hits her, and then they have a stare down. I wanted Shayna Baszler to kill Charlotte Flair and become the women's champion. (laughs) Because Charlotte's on SmackDown now. So the Raw Women's Championship is on SmackDown. And... Yeah, it's weird that they're carrying the Raw and SmackDown championships, like... And the SmackDown Women's Championship is on Raw. Yeah, I don't get that. I'm just... I don't think they'll switch like New Day and Street Profits did, and I really yeah. hope that's not the case. But after what, that, we saw... Don't switch? No, I don't want the, the brand titles to, like, just... Like, I don't want... Like, how New Day and Street Profits, they were just like, oh, whatever, we'll switch, and then, boom, day one. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I understand. So, uh, next but, but, I mean, it got Alberto New Day Cor- to another reign, but that... Just yeah. thought that was dumb. <laughs> yeah, I know. But Next after that, have... we saw Umberto Carrillo and Angel Garza pick up the victory over Ali and Mansoor. Quick match. We saw Umberto stop Mansoor from breaking up the pin. So just another match, another win for them to get in the win column to build them up as a team. Great win. And I'm happy about that. Yeah. Draft stuff, we have AJ Styles and Amos staying on Monday Night Raw. The tag team champions are not them. They're (laughs) RK-Bro. Shayna Baszler will be going to SmackDown. So there goes my whole, I hope she takes the Raw Women's Championship thing. Kevin Owens will be coming to Monday Night Raw. And Zia Lee, who we have not seen in quite some time on NXT, is going to SmackDown. I'm not a fan of this one. I'm not a hundred percent a fan though. I'm not a hundred percent not a fan either. I mean, she's the what? She's the first uh, uh, Chinese pro wrestler to wrestle on the main roster. Yeah, I'm just. So, I don't know what happens to Tian Sha. I don't know. I guess that's why they're having Bo in a few matches now, so this way they could still connect uh, Shaw to Boa. But I don't see it lasting too long. It, Tian Shaw is the group name. Okay, who's the person then? Mei Ying. <laughs> yeah, that person. Uh, <laughs> After that, though, we saw Big E address not being with New Day anymore since he was drafted to Raw and they were drafted to SmackDown. He spoke about beating Bobby Lashley and then moved on to Drew McIntyre and called him out. McIntyre comes out, puts Biggie over as champion. 
and challenged him to a match. The Dirty Dogs cut this off to question why Big E didn't thank Dolph Ziggler for for being WWE champion now. He showed footage of them from 2013, and he's like, without him, there's no Big E. We were there for Big yep. E's first uh, first wrestle, well, first WrestleMania match, I believe it was first was his first main roster match. I don't know. It's true. Is that accurate? I know Fandango's first uh, main roster match was Mania. Yeah, Mania. But he moved on to um, Drew McIntyre and did the same thing from 2018. He just wanted to thank you from both Drew McIntyre and Big E for, for helping to get them where they are today. But this leads into a tag team match where Big E and Drew McIntyre pick up the victory over the Dirty Dogs. I thought it was a decent tag match. I really liked the setup to this match, but I didn't need the match. I could have done without the match too. We saw McIntyre tag himself in as Big E had Ziggler up for the big ending, and then he won with the Claymore. Yeah, it totally did not. I don't know. I I wasn't into this. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I, I liked, I still liked the match. I just, I didn't need it, but we saw Reggie backstage. He approached Adam Pierce because he thought Adam Pierce had wanted him, but he was given the wrong information. Viking Raiders showed up behind him, followed by our truth and a bunch of others, which he escaped all of them. I I don't under, I don't like, I'm starting not to like this Reggie stuff. It's becoming repetitive. No, like. Every single spot that he's doing is repetitive now, especially backstage. And I don't, like, why is he climbing up all this random stuff, too? Like because sometimes he can. Wouldn't yeah, you? But so, sometimes it's not even to get away from people. Sometimes they're not even close and he's doing it. Yeah, or, but wouldn't you I climb mean, if you could? I don't know. But, like, even when Drew Gulak went to go get him, he pushed a cart into his way. And then Drew Gulak got stuck for, like, 30 seconds. It's like, dude, just walk around it. I don't know. I'm starting to get I'm starting to get over the Reggie stuff. I need something else. Well, afterwards we saw Kevin Owens come out for maybe a match. Also, this whole draft thing comes into effect on October twenty second thing is like, why are any of these people on these two shows then? Yeah. <laughs> it made no sense. But Kevin Owens came out, he gets cut off by Akira Tozawa, who wants a match with Reggie for the twenty four seven championship. Kevin Owens ends up not saying anything. Hits Akira Tozawa with a stunner and leaves. And people think that he is leaving for sure. Um, yeah, who knows? You know, Mount Rushmore is... I hope that's not a, true. I hope so. I don't. What do you mean? I hope he leaves. I don't WWE. need to see Kevin Steen in AEW because... I would love to. I, I, but I'm also on that. I'm also on the fence that I hope a lot of wrestlers in WWE either leave or get or get released because I think that they would do better in other promotions right now. But that's just my I take. I could, I could talk that for an hour. <laughs> well, more draft stuff. We have the Street Profits coming to Monday Night Raw. We have the Viking Raiders going to SmackDown. Finn Balor comes to Monday Night Raw, which they aired a video package for him uh, later on in the night. Ricochet goes to SmackDown. And then after that, we had Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H. pick up the victory over Natalia and Tamina to retain the Women's Tag Team Championships in a match that made no sense. 
This was another one of those matches. Like, why is this happening? Yeah. The only thing that I could say about this match is that the champions used a tag team finish. Which so, is always nice. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, 100%. <laughs> After that, though, more draft. We have Karrion Cross staying on Monday Night Raw. Umberto Carrillo and Angel Garza are going to SmackDown. Alexa Bliss stays on Raw and Cesaro stays on SmackDown. Um, I, yeah. Goldberg was up next and said that he's going to break Bobby Lashley's neck for what he did to that's, Gage. That's a, like, <laughs> he threatened to murder Bobby Lashley the, the other week. Now he's threatening to break his neck. Lashley came out and said that he'll grant Goldberg the match at Crown Jewel as long as it's a no-holds-barred match. Bobby Lashley brought up Gage and how, like, bring him or whatever, bring him to, to Crown Jewel. We saw the Hurt Business jump Goldberg, but Goldberg came out on top of that. Yeah, there's no stopping Goldberg. And then a match that kind of annoyed me, we saw New Day pick up the victory over the Hurt Business, and I think it's absolutely, utterly ridiculous that even though Goldberg, it wasn't like a huge spear or anything, Goldberg just like beat up the Hurt Business. Yeah. Why are they able to face New Day? Yeah, they shouldn't be able to... They should be crawling around backstage right now. Again, though, it wasn't like a spear or jackhammer. He just, like, shakes them off. But still, I didn't like that. Um, And this uh, match, it wasn't even wasn't even that long. There's nothing much to even say about it. Yeah. Street yeah. Profits came out afterwards to congratulate New Day and just say that they're back on Monday Night Raw. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Earlier in the night, we saw Randy Orton challenge Amos to a match. It comes time for that match, and they come out. Randy Orton ends up fighting AJ Styles, hitting him with an RKO, and then ducking Amos. And then Orton left. So it was, I would assume, I guess, a setup. I thought it was a decent segment just to get to AJ Styles. And they have a tag team rematch at uh, Crown Jewel. Yeah, a lot of Crown Jewel uh, preparation hype coming up, you know. But we got two weeks away, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. More draft. Carmella goes to Monday Night Raw. Ridge Holland from NXT comes to SmackDown, making, I guess, his return to the main roster? Uh, return-ish? I think so. What do you mean return? I think he was already on the main <laughs> rosters, if I'm not mistaken. Like, do not. I don't. I don't know if we've like seen him. I don't, I don't know. I have a we feeling have. we've seen him. Not like on him. not TV, but I, was he on? Did he do uh, Raw Underground at all or no? Mm, I don't think so. Maybe not. Maybe he was supposed to have been called up, and then they just like never did anything, and then. Did stuff more with NXT. Yeah, I don't think he never has. But surprising next up, draft pick to Monday Night yeah. Raw. Yeah, Gable the, Stevenson, U.S. Olympian. Yeah, NCAA champ, D1 champion from University of Minnesota, Gable Stevenson, uh, being drafted to Raw. Um, hey, let me be the first one to say that I'm a huge fan of Gable Stevenson. You know, <laughs> I thought you were about to be sarcastic. But this is stupid. It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. I mean, like it's it's good press, perhaps, but 
Yeah, it, we, we are. It is. You it's... already basically told us that he's going to be going to college. So what is he well, going mean, to show up on Monday Night Raw and do? He better be going to college. I mean, the guy has to defend his Division One championship. Uh, I mean, last we heard, they're sending a ring over to him to train. So, which which I, is even insane. I mean, why are you giving this guy a ring and stuff like that? I get it. You want to you. Why I feel not? Like I would hundred percent. You fast track the kid. Why not? And that's why wouldn't feel, you want that? Because I feel bad for him. I think that he should focus on school. I think that he should focus He's on... He's choosing it. What do you mean you I, feel bad? I think that he should focus on the University of Minnesota. I think that he uh, has... A, I think that there is going to be a lot of pressure and expectation on him that they are going to pinpoint him to the likes of Brock Lesnar and uh, Kurt Angle. And because of that, I, I'm very skeptical. I mean... One could maybe argue that his Olympic finals were better than Kurt Angle's. Um, I think the only reason why Kurt Angle walked out with that gold medal might have been because his opponent thought that he won. I mean, Gable Stevenson only won with a few seconds left. Right, but I mean, leading up dominate. to... I mean, he dominated leading up to that finals. Yeah, oh yeah. That's yeah. We'll see how he does. We'll see how he's used on Monday Night Raw. We'll see when he shows yeah. up to could, Monday Night Raw. It could be one of those things that two two years later, or probably a year later, he shows up on Raw attacking the champion, and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, he was on Raw." <laughs> two years later, I don't know about that. Yeah. And then uh, Sami Zayn is is officially drafted to SmackDown. He's staying on SmackDown. Yeah, the last uh, last draft pick. Yeah, main event uh, saw Bianca Belair pick up the victory over Charlotte via disqualification. Um, as far as this match goes, I think it seemed like Charlotte enjoyed this match because she was able to match Bianca Belair's athleticism. So I think that was nice to see. And I liked Bianca Belair reversing the natural selection. We saw Charlotte reverse the, the kiss of death. But Bianca Belair eventually hits it, and Becky Lynch rips her out of the ring during the pin, hits her with the manhandle slam. Sasha Banks shows up, attacks Bianca Belair, attacks Becky Lynch. The three of them are wrestling for the SmackDown Women's Championship at Crown Jewel. And then Charlotte... um, Did Charlotte kick? I think so. I think she did get the kick. Was Charlotte... But. Did Charlotte come out on top on that? Or am I thinking of last week? Oh. <laughs> I don't remember if I'm questions. thinking of last week or not. <laughs> yeah, that's all no, right. No, it, was, you know it was Sasha who came out on top. I was thinking of last week. Sasha came out on top there. Mm-hmm. But uh, more supplemental draft. The finals, finals. After uh, or on Raw Talk, they officially announced that Liv Morgan will be going to Monday Night Raw. Dana Brooke is staying on Monday Night Raw. The Dirty Dogs coming to uh, Monday Night Raw. Veer staying on Monday Night Raw. Tamina goes to Monday Night Raw. Tegan Knox goes to Monday Night Raw. Jackson Riker, The Hurt Business, The Miz, and Mia Yim stay on Monday Night Raw. Meanwhile, on SmackDown, Shotzi Blackheart, Natalia, Jinder, and Shanky 
get drafted to SmackDown. How, why? 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 Awful. Why I... did you split up Natalia and Tamina, an actual tag team? Why did you split up Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart, who should have been tag team champions right now? They Very had so many victories over Natalia and Tamina when they were tag team champions. They were basically guaranteed a title shot and never got it. Very stupid. What? How does that make sense? And then you're taking Veer away from Jinder and Shanky. I don't know what plans they have for him there, but what? Yeah, I don't understand. I, I Shanky, I don't know what's going to happen to him. I don't know what's going to happen to him, but I don't think it's going to end good for him. Well, I'm not making that mistake. Maybe he'll just times. be a, a bodyguard or something for gender or something like that. I don't. I have no. I. I don't, I don't understand. I don't. I don't really see much with uh, with him. Like with SmackDown after the draft, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, this is this is fine. I don't uh, mind the draft picks after on Raw Talk when I'm watching. I'm like, what the absolute hell is this? Yeah, not a fan of that. No, uh, maybe my only thought with Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart are that like maybe Dakota Kai will debut and she'll partner up with Tegan Knox again. We have no tag teams for the women's division. Mm-mm. How do you have tag team championships with no tag teams? They don't care. It makes no sense, but that is the WWE draft. Moving over to NXT, which opens up with Mandy Rose picking up the victory over Ember Moon. I was a big fan of this match. I thought that Mandy Rose is still impressing. Yeah. Uh, we saw a more aggressive side of Ember Moon here. She went after JC Jane and Gigi Dolan on the outside of the ring. I thought it had a nice ending to this match where Mandy Rose ducked the eclipse and hit Ember with that running knee. And she's definitely um, continuing to impress. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think that I, I dig her new look. And hey... We're still on team uh, Mandy Rose. Yeah. After that, Legato Del Fantasma cut a promo on Hit Row. And in regards to them being drafted to SmackDown, Santos Escobar challenged uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott for the North American Championship. And we saw later on Hit Row responded to that. And he accepted the challenge. And this is going to be... Isaiah Swerve Scott's only title defense since winning that championship in June. Like, what the hell? Why? I don't understand that at all. Yeah, that's... Not at all. They're not doing good booking right now. That doesn't make sense. Like, I've, I've really enjoyed the booking of Hit Row. Yes, agreed. But that championship, why? Mm-hmm. Bronson Reed should not have lost that title. I agree. And he should have been fired no. two days after. A hundred percent, no. I mean, you just built up this guy so much. You give him a championship. You have him have a huge, few huge matches. You put him over. And then you release him? Yeah, stupid. Yeah. After that, though, we saw L.A. Knight pick up the victory over Odyssey Jones. 
not sure if I like that or not, but Andre Chase came out during this and he gets decked by Odyssey. LA Knight's able to take advantage of that. We saw him get his foot under the rope, but Andre Chase pushed it back in the ring, so the referee didn't see it. Not sure if I'm a fan of uh, Odyssey Jones not being like a, a beast anymore. Yeah, I I don't understand why he's not that beast. I mean, I to me, whenever I see him wrestle, he reminds me a lot of a younger Mark Henry. You know, physique-wise, the way that he's built, I feel like it's very similar to when Mark Henry first started. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. I think I, Mark could, was uh, maybe thinner. Uh, I don't know. I like. I mean, a lot of it. I think maybe it's coming from like the rounding of the shoulders. Like they're like the. They're, they're, yeah, they're definitely similar builds. One hundred percent. Yeah. For sure, you know. Um, but after that, we saw Kyle O'Reilly approach Von Wagner to ask why he's had his back twice. And he basically said that he respects Kyle and doesn't like Pete Dunn. He doesn't like Ridge Holland. And then Kyle tells him to stay out of his way and let him handle his own business because he doesn't really trust anyone after what he's been through this past year with obviously Bobby Fish, with Adam Cole, who are now all elite. <laughs> well, soon someone else is going to be And I guess Roderick elite. Strong too, but, but Roddy's in NXT still. <laughs> uh, after that though we saw Tommaso Ciampa come out and say that he needs an opponent for Halloween Havoc on October 26th and out comes Braun Breaker he wants a title shot Ciampa accepted the crowd doing some dog barks during this <laughs> it's just I don't know I really enjoy seeing Breaker here and then uh, the last, uh, I believe the last Halloween Havoc that had a Steiner on it might have been 2000 with uh, Scotty losing to maybe Booker T. I'm going to laugh when fans are pushing this guy so hard, so quick, and he fails. Uh, what do you mean fails? He's already proven himself in the ring. Let's see what happens. He is all, to me, he has already proven himself in the ring. He looked fantastic those two matches. And he's great on the mic. Mm-hmm. After that, Joe Gacy picked up the victory over Ikemen Jiro. Uh, good match for Joe Gacy. I still do not get his gimmick, but he hugged Jiro afterwards. Yeah. I... We know Joe Gacy is good, so I'm still letting it play out. I don't understand the gimmick, though. We saw Harland debut. Officially in the crowd, he stared down Joe Gacy. That's formerly uh, Parker uh, Boudreaux. I still don't know who he is. Well, that's who everybody was uh, building him up as the next big thing. That's not pressure. He's a uh, Paul Heyman guy, too. Oh. So, we'll see how that works. But later on, Joe Gacy spoke to Tommaso Ciampa about how he wants to be in that championship match at Halloween Havoc. And Ciampa said that if you win next week against me, you'll be added to that match. Then they cut to a uh, a video promo package of Duke Hudson, who's now a pro poker player, dealer. I don't think he needed to be changed. <laughs> like, what? What? It made no sense. Out of nowhere. We've seen Duke Hudson for how many weeks now? And all he's like, oh, we got to play poker, pal. 
Yeah, it, <laughs> it doesn't make sense why the change of that. <laughs> that was weird, but uh, yeah. yeah. And then after that, Cora Jade versus Virginia Ferry was supposed to happen. However, uh, Frankie Monet attacked Ferry, and she got herself that match. And of course, everybody here is comparing uh, Cora Jade to Darby Allen because she now skateboards. It's been a thing for maybe two months or so now. So, I, I wish I, people would stop comparing. Just when, just <laughs> I, well, I saw one dude. One dude was like, "Oh, why Darby I stole Darby Allen's entrance?" And I was like, "Oh, I didn't realize uh, uh, Johnny Ace never skateboarded to the ring or anything." <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But Cora Jade picked up the victory over Frankie Monet in that match in a very, very, very underdog fight feel to me. She got, I think, uh, Frankie Monet was controlling that whole match. And Jade reversed the glam slam, picks up that victory. So I have no uh, no other option but to think of that. And I didn't I'm mind, very, I didn't mind I'm that I'm very victory. surprised that she got that victory. Yeah, but I didn't mind it. Because that'll, that'll help build her up now. I don't mind it either, but you're also talking to the person that really isn't, uh, you know, on the, uh, the bandwagon Monet for thing. Frankie Monet. You just have to, I don't know, watch stuff from Mexico and Lucha Underground. <sighs> I, I, I mean, even, even Impact. I don't got time for that. But earlier in the night, we saw Cameron Grimes looking for a lucky lady. But Pete Dunne and Ridge Holland cut him off to challenge Cameron Grimes to a match. Um, Pete Dunne picking up the victory. Yeah. Pete Dunne. Yeah. Ridge Holland went to attack Cameron Grimes with a baton. Kyle O'Reilly attacked him. Pete Dunn takes him out. We get the bitter end to, to get the victory there. Kyle O'Reilly jumps back into the ring afterwards. Ridge Holland and Pete Dunn get the upper hand. And then Von Wagner shows up during the break. And later on, Wagner told Kyle O'Reilly that they have a tag team match against them next week. So Kyle's going to do all he can to maybe like not be with a partner. But here he is with a partner who says that he respects him and... Has his back. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing him without the partner. But next up, you had the debut of Tony D'Angelo. Uh, he picked up the victory over Malik Blade. And D'Angelo, right off the bat, <laughs> tried to bribe the referee. That was hilarious, man. You know, I, I thought that that was something pretty pretty funny and unique that we haven't seen ever. Yeah, and the crowd was, like, instantly super behind him. It reminds me of NXT from 2014. Um, And and we saw something that I don't necessarily think it fits in with his character, but he did mention in the video packages, he used some of his amateur background in this match. Hmm. So... Normally, when you see, like, an Italian guy, you see, like, a a bare-knuckle brawler or something like that. Yeah. You don't normally think, like, oh, wow, that guy's a a great collegiate athlete. But uh, he used some of those moves and uh, got the victory. We saw that Northern Light suplex into a swinging fisherman neckbreaker that he used to pick up that victory. I thought it was, I'm happy. I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, I thought that the swinging fisherman neckbreaker is always a cool move. 
Yeah, and then we saw him offer himself up to be a guest on Lashing Out next week, which I thought was funny. Um, But earlier in the night, we saw Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada backstage. They were talking to each other and saw smoke, so they opened the door to reveal Tian Sha. Boa made them get out, and it sets up the match. Indy Hartwell picking up the victory over Mei Ying, which I liked uh, portions of it when... um, Mei Ying had that chokehold on Indy Hartwell and like held it on when she they rolled out of the ring together. Mm-hmm. But we saw Mei Ying kick Persia, and then Indy got to take advantage of that. I don't like that booking. Uh, Mei yeah, Ying, you I'm spent months too. telling me Mei Ying was a, a monster. Yeah, now Mei Ying loses via distraction. Um, that like really had me worried, especially with Zia Lee. Yeah, I. Well, I mean, I I think I said it when it first happened. Mei Ying is is a limited character. I I don't think that you can. Mei Ying is not a main roster person. Mei Ying is not a character <laughs> that's going to get out of NXT. Mei Ying is not going to make it. I'm I now. I don't know. Mei Ying is going to be Mei Ying is a temporary fix for a storyline, but there's no long term thing with Mei Ying at all. I mark, disagree. Mark my words. Mark my words. I mean, it, she could be, but she won't. Well, after that, we saw a Diamond Mind video package gimmick um, where Malcolm Bivens basically just introduced everybody to the viewers, which I thought was really good, and I'm I'm really happy with these diamond mine vignettes or video packages that diamond mine is always great yeah after that we saw raquel gonzalez come out to address toxic attraction we saw mandy rose and uh the rest of toxic attraction come out and mandy said that raquel knows that her reign is coming to an end jc said that she wants the tag team titles they then surround the ring and the tag team champions run down to even the odds and Toxic Attraction left. Toxic Attraction is going to be, I don't know, I want them to be along around for a very long time. Backstage though, Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada said that they won't, they're taking the titles. So we'll see what happens there. Something that had happened earlier in the night, MSK were about to be interviewed. Grizzled Young Veterans cut them off, and it turned into a brawl with all the teams in the match. The main event itself, MSK picked up the victory over Brooks Jensen, Josh Briggs, Grizzled Young Veterans, and Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams in a fatal four-way elimination match to retain the Tag Team Championships. I think Trick and Hayes being out first was quite surprising. Um... I don't know. I I expected them to go out first. I a hundred percent expected it to be Briggs and and yeah, Bronson or whatever say, Jensen. Either, either it was Briggs and, and Jensen or Hayes or Williams. I thought that grizzled young vets were going to be in there till the end. But the uh, the referee kind of lost all control of this match. I, I do like that Gibson didn't realize who was the legal guy. Uh-huh. Um. And I didn't like that Briggs and Jensen were both like pinning him. That to me, I hate that. But yeah, that spot. Overall, the story there was that the Grizzled Young Veterans never got a two-on-two match with the champions, and they still have not gotten a two-on-two match with the champions. 
<sighs> How much longer? How much longer? Grizzled Young Vets should be, should have been champions by now. They are fo- they are like following the the revival trend. Uh, you know, I don't know like, about that, but we saw Briggs and uh, and and Jensen give MSK their titles back afterwards, and then Imperium attacked MSK, and then they 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 ran back to the ring to to make the save. Interesting. So I'm I'm assuming Imperium would be the next tag team champions. Still sucks I, that Wolf is gone. Should still be Grizzled Young Vets. Well, we shall see. After that, we have NXT UK where they mentioned, um, I don't know if they actually announced it or not on the product, but fans will be welcomed back starting the next taping. So that's something to look forward to for the fans, I guess. And that's uh, cool, yeah. the TV product. I happen to like their, their fake fan crowd noise. I think it was way better than the main roster stuff. <laughs> But uh, we saw Ginny pick up the victory over Amelia McKenzie. Joseph Connors tried to get involved, and Mako Satamora took care of him. Ginny wants the championship. She's not going to let anything stand in her way, and Mako holds up the title, so we'll probably see that match pretty soon. We also had Sam Gradwell pick up the victory over Mark Andrews, which I thought was surprising. I didn't expect Gradwell to pick up that victory. There was a, maybe an iffy spot in this match, but Gradwell was able to recover. And um, backstage, we saw Flash Morgan Webster kind of teasing Shaw Samuels and then slap him and run off. Main event, we saw Noam Dar pick up the victory over Wolfgang to become the number one contender for the UK Heritage Cup. And I've been saying for weeks that I've uh, hoped that Wolfgang would win, but I definitely started to think that Noam Dar was going to be the one to win that, and Noam Dar did win, and it's been nice to see him wrestling more. Uh, two matches recently, one in August, I think. But Jordan Devlin showed up during round two and fought with Joe Coffey. That led to Dar getting the first pin. Round three was literally just a spear from Wolfgang. That ties them up. They go into round five and six tied. The last 10 seconds of round five, we saw another spear from Wolfgang, but the round ends just before the ref would have counted three. And then literally with like 40 seconds left in the match, Noam Dar hits him with the the Nova Roller twice and picks up that victory. So check out these matches, folks. I, I do think that NXT UK puts on some of the best matches of pro wrestling in the week, but that is NXT UK moving over to SmackDown. It opens up with a SmackDown Women's Championship contract signing for Crown Jewel. Becky Lynch had her own table on the entranceway, which I thought was funny. Bianca Belair had the one in the ring, and then Sasha Banks used the uh, the commentary table. But the actual segment, we see um, Bianca Belair challenge Becky Lynch to get in the ring, and then Sasha Banks attacked her from behind. Becky Lynch attacked Sasha Banks... Bianca Belair gets both of them up for that kiss of death, but Sasha Banks escapes, then gets kicked onto that contract signing table, and Bianca Belair hits the kiss of death on Becky Lynch and puts her through the table on top of Sasha Banks. I thought that was dope. And when she actually does hit the kiss of death on both of them at Crown Jewel, I think that'd be really cool. If it happens, of course. After that, uh, they announced the King of the Ring qualifying, or not even qualifiers, the actual King of the Ring is eight men. 
Cesaro, Finn Balor, Kofi Kingston, Jinder Mahal, Xavier Woods, and Ricochet. And then Sami Zayn and Rey Mysterio. I don't understand. Like, Chad Gable, I think, should have been in this. He was in the finals last time. Not in this. Baron Corbin was the king for how many years now? Just uh, maybe a little over two years. Not in it. Um, And then Shinsuke Nakamura gave up the crown. And he isn't in it. But Sami Zayn advanced in the King of the Ring to... uh, Or picked up a victory over over Rey Mysterio. Um, Sami Zayn, we saw him speak to Dominic backstage and say that he thought that Dominic is better than Rey Mysterio. Dominic had said that he's staying back. He's not going to go ringside, but he ends up at the ringside area. Rey Mysterio in the actual match, I thought was killing it with all the Hurricane Ranas that he was doing. And I, I really liked the reversal that he did to the first Blue Thunderbomb attempt, I should say. Uh, but then Sami Zayn, we see him take the turnbuckle pad off, which Dominic goes up on the ring apron to put it back on. That distracts Rey Mysterio, and Sami Zayn pushes Rey Mysterio into Dominic. Dominic falls off the apron, and Sami Zayn hit a blue thunder bomb, picks up that victory. I think maybe Sami Zayn could end up winning the King of the Ring. He was drafted last. So we'll see what happens with that. They aired a Hit Row video package, so it's good to see them building them up already. Uh, After that, they had the Queen's Crown Tournament, the first match of it. They announced the brackets. Liv Morgan and Carmella later on in the night. Dewdrop and Natalia, Dana Brooke, and Shayna Baszler. And then Zelina Vega picked up the victory over Tony Storm to advance in that Queen's Crown not much of a match, though. Zelina Vega reversed a move and hit the, the code red to pick up that victory. I think it would have been cool to see Tony Storm win this, considering she won the Mae Young Classic. But she now has an I Love the 80s gimmick, which is weird. I think both of them could have used the win. After that, the bloodline came out. Roman Reigns basically just wanted Paul Heyman to tell the truth about Brock Lesnar and his free agency. And uh, Paul Heyman denied it and still hyped up. Roman Reigns is going over Brock at Crown Jewel. The next Queen's Crown tournament match saw Carmella pick up the victory over Liv Morgan. Not a fan of that. Carmella at one point had the code of silence locked in, but Liv Morgan grabbed at her mask, so... Carmella let go. And I don't I just hate that Liv Morgan lost. I was hoping Liv Morgan was going to win this, but now I mean, I have to pick Shayna Baszler. She's like the only she's the queen of spades. Let her be the queen's crown or whatever. We saw Mace get interviewed basically just saying that he's not going to be having any competition on SmackDown because nobody on SmackDown is competition to him. Maybe we can see the return of Dijak on Raw. Hopefully, they do something with Mace. After that, we saw Happy Talk, where the Street Profits were supposed to be the guests. But Kevin Owens came out. Uh, He goes after Mad Cat Moss. Then he goes after Baron Corbin. Happy Corbin. But they end up being able to take him out, and they just celebrate over his uh his body 
Backstage, Naomi yelled at Sonya Deville for not being included in the Queen's Crown tournament. Sonya Deville said that she's not even worthy of being on SmackDown. And then Naomi asked Adam Pearce to trade her back to Monday Night Raw. And then Sonya Deville said that she has a match booked for next week against Sonya Deville. Um, But right now, at this point in time, it seems like it's better that Naomi wasn't included in this Queen's Crown tournament because it's been five minutes, less than five minutes even, of, of time. Match time. That's a pathetic tournament. The King of the Ring, not that great either so far. Finn Balor picks up the victory over Cesaro. I don't like that Finn Balor just didn't address the whole rope break gimmick. And to me, this was like Zelina Vega and Tony Storm where both people in this match needed a win. It was a decent match, but just showing up and not addressing the pay-per-view? That makes no sense. Next week, we have Finn Balor versus Sami Zayn. I still feel like Sami Zayn could go all the way. But earlier in the night, we saw Seth Rollins being interviewed. They showed a video package to recap what happened last week with him and Edge. No mention of the revival in the recap like last week. Um, But Seth Rollins basically just wants a match with Edge, and that's why he went to Edge's house. Later on, Seth approached Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce. Asking about Edge. And they were like, he was supposed to be there, but after last week, who knows? And then SmackDown and Seth Rollins comes out to get his answer. He calls Edge out. Edge doesn't show up, so he's calling Edge every name in the book. Refers to him as a coward. Keeps talking down to Edge. And then we see Edge pull up to the arena. Last second. Comes out. And Seth Rollins goes to grab a chair. Uh, Edge hits him with a spear, beats the hell out of him, and right before Edge could lock in that crossface with the lat with the ladder with the little chair bar, Seth Rollins escapes, and Edge lays out the challenge to Seth Rollins for a match inside a hell in a cell. So that's cool. I'm looking forward to that match. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's going to be a crown jewel or what. (laughs) I have no idea. It would be interesting to see it at crown jewel, but uh, I'm not sure. Um, But I got to say, I'm really liking how much they mentioned MSG during this past month. I'm a big Madison Square Garden mark, so it's cool to hear it on WWE programming. They advertised supersized SmackDown for next week, which will be on FS1. They, they advertised the return of Brock Lesnar, the, the King of the Ring, and the Queen's Crown matches, I believe. Uh, Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch as well. So that's, uh, I guess, just to draw people into FS1 so they get a higher rating, I guess. But that was SmackDown. Before I take a quick break, I wanted to mention the passing of Reggie Parks. He was a pro wrestler in the 80s, but more famous for making championship titles after his wrestling career. He's the the guy behind the designs of a lot of the championships that we all like. Uh, The WWF Winged Eagle Championship, 
the classic Intercontinental Championship, the Tag Team Championships, the WCW Championship from the early 90s, uh, WCW Tag Team Championships, NWA Tag Team Championships, I think maybe even the X Division Championship and the UFC Championship. So many championships, but I want to offer my condolences to his family and his friends. And now I'm going to take a quick break And you'll hear a word from our sponsors over at Manscaped. And I'll be right back here on Marking Out. Support for Marking Out is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Look, I mean, I've done it. Dave's done it, Brandon's never done it. You're down there, you, sh- you know, shave it up, making sure everything looks clean and fresh, and you get a nick, you get a little cutsky there, and it stinks. It's no, it, it's no fun whatsoever. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. It's the ball hair trimmer equivalent of Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. Because we all know that Brandon's gonna need it. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. So that way, you don't make a mess all over your bathroom. The one coolest feature is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet shrug technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So that way, I can charge my more 3.0, my camera batteries, and my phone all on the same shelf. Huzzah! If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours and get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's one for this uh, read, at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's two for this read, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS. That's three for the three. And folks, if you want your boomer sooner to be fruity, delicious, fruity, fruity, delicious, fruity, delicious, well, then use the code REGARDLESS to get 20% off and free shipping. That's now four for this read. Don't forget to sauce it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out episode 557. Don't forget to go to manscaped.com. Use that code regardless. Get yourself 20% off and free shipping. Get yourself the lawnmower 4.0 or just some t-shirts, some boxers. Get some uh, ball deodorant. Manscaped.com, regardless, get 20% off and free shipping. Going to move over to last week's Rampage now. It opens up with Brian Danielson picking up the victory over Nick Jackson. Of course, uh, Matt Jackson got involved. Um, Really, the only spot that I didn't like in this match was Nick kicking Daniel Bryan over and over again. Because Daniel Bryan, he's like kind of like eating the kicks and hulking up. But how many times can you see that same kick where Nick is slapping his leg every single time? Makes it very, very obvious that there's nothing going on there. Um, But the Elite got in the ring afterwards. Jurassic Express and Christian came out to take care of them. They had Kenny Omega and Adam Cole tapping out. 
That, of course, leads to a match for AEW Dynamite, which I'll get to. After that, Jade Cargill picked up the victory over Thunder Rosa and Nyla Rose. Jade is uh, now still undefeated, but this match I thought was pretty sloppy. Nyla Rose at one point was powerbombed off the apron through a table. Jade, I think in the weakest way possible, used a steel chair multiple times on Thunder Rosa. And that was literally the finish of the match. I don't know how that's a finish of the match, but I didn't like that. After that, the main event saw Orange Cassidy pick up the victory over Jack Evans in a hair versus hair match. We saw Matt Hardy have um, Butcher Blade come out, and then the best friends ended up being ringside. More of the HFO came out, and the Dark Order ran down to, to save them, to back them up or whatever. Orange Cassidy took advantage of that, and... Uh, Again, this was like a lackluster match. That was the end of that match. They almost brawled. Matt Hardy pulls them off from ringside. He's like, eh, it's just a haircut, which I thought was funny. Uh, and then Orange Cassidy cut his ponytail off. And uh, Chuck Taylor, Yuta, shaved uh, Jack Evans' head. I wouldn't have let my, anybody shave my head on Rampage. At least do it on Dynamite. But it ended with a giant hug between the best friends, the Dark Order surrounding negative one. So that was a nice spot. Moving over to AEW Dynamite, we saw the Elite pick up the victory over Brian Danielson, Jurassic Express, and Christian. Luchasaurus, I think, was the most over in this match. We had Nakazawa and Brandon Cutler get involved behind the referee's back uh, multiple times. The Bucks hit Christian with an indie taker that I thought looked really bad on the outside. Christian gets taken out of the match. They did a bunch of spots, had a bunch of more distractions. The referee lost control. I lost who the legal person was in this. But it ended with that uh, that four-man V-trigger from the Elite and Adam Cole picked up that victory. After this, CM Punk came out. Standard, at this point, standard CM Punk ramblings. It just led to him challenging Daniel Garcia to a match on Rampage. After that, Arn Anderson and Cody had a segment outside of their new house where Arn had a, a barrel of fire and he made Cody burn his tie. After that, Sammy Guevara picked up the victory over Bobby Fish to retain the TNT Championship. Bobby Fish is now signed with AEW, so that's really cool. Um, but they kept pushing him as, like, walking through the forbidden door. And I, how's that possible if he wasn't signed anywhere? But as far as matches like this go, I think AEW should do more matches like this because I thought it was a good match. After that, American Top Team came out and surrounded the ring They jumped Sammy Guevara, followed by Fuego Del Sol trying to make the save, but like, come on. Jericho and Jake Hager ran down to make that ultimate save, and uh, he laid out a six-man tag match in Miami. Uh, Dan Lambert did. I think it's Men of the Year and Junior Dos Santos versus the, the Inner Circle. 
After that, Tony Khan was supposed to make this huge announcement, but it turned out to just be Tony Schiavone making the the announcement that the TBS championship will be a thing in three months uh, for the women's division. I don't think a secondary women's title should be a thing in AEW because the, the women's division there is not good. Fix the women's division before making a second title. After that, Darby Allen picked up the victory over Nick Camarado. This literally whole match took place during a commercial break. QT hits, hits Sting with a diamond cutter. Sting pops up, hits him with the scorpion death drop. So that's going to be their next feud. Later on, we saw the pinnacle wear masks and attack Darby Allen. Why? I don't know why they were wearing masks. But I popped at Jim Ross saying, the little gentleman. (laughs) I thought that was funny. Uh, Dark Order backstage, we saw Evil Uno basically saying that they they can decide whoever makes the decisions from now on. And then I forget who it was saying that it shouldn't just be one person. It should be all of them have a say. And Dark Order, I guess, is now good with each other again, which is which is fantastic because I did not want to see the Dark Order split up. After that, Dante Martin issued an open challenge to the locker room. The lights go out. Malachi Black shows up, hits him with the black mask. End of that. Uh, again, Malachi Black, super over. After that, Leo Rush spoke to uh, Dante Martin, or later on, pitching his services to Dante Martin. So perhaps a heel turn is in his future. After that, Ricky Starks said that he was going to challenge Brian Cage and put the FTW Championship on the line, but Brian Cage wasn't there. Then Brian Cage ran down and brawled with him, and Ricky Starks escaped. I thought we were going to see some sort of like uh, an ECW guy challenge Starks then, given that they were in, in Philadelphia, but that's for next week's episode, I guess. Or actually, I don't know, I think it took place on Dark. A Blue Meanie appeared on on that taping. So I thought that was cool. And Crowbar, too. That popped for that. Serena D picked up the victory over Hikaru Shida. If Hikaru Shida won, then this would have been her 50th win in AEW. The most, I don't know if it was out of all the women or just anybody in general. But they had a plaque made for her, so I think it was an obvious win for Serena Deeb. But regardless of that, it was nice to see Hikaru Shida back on television. We saw some new moves from her. But Serena Deeb picks up that victory and then clonks Hikaru Shida with that plaque afterwards. So maybe the next time we see Hikaru Shida is January, given the fact that after she lost the title, she was off TV for four months. But who knows? Main event saw the casino ladder match. Kick off with Orange Cassidy and Pac. Uh, Almas was out next. Matt Hardy, Lance Archer showed up during the commercial break. John Moxley was obviously going to be next, and he obviously brawled with Lance Archer in the crowd. I mean, Almas was there for for Pac, and Matt Hardy was there for Orange Cassidy. Hangman Adam Page made his big return. I think it was pretty obvious that he was the Joker, but really a huge pop for Adam Page. 
And outside of Adam Page hitting that uh, that dead eye, which I don't know how Pac did that, <laughs> through the ladder off the table, uh, through the table off the ladder, I thought this was a really bad match. It was just all set up like so obviously that what was going to happen would happen. But that was AEW Dynamite. Hey, Brandon, got any shout outs? This is Yoda and listening to Brandon's shout outs, you are. The first shout out goes to Made, which is a new miniseries on Netflix inspired by someone's memoir about being a maid but it's wow. just a, a single mom trying to get by it's a i think it's a pretty good show it it deals with domestic violence so it might be a trigger for people huh i was not even expecting like when you said made i'm thinking m-a-d-e yeah like someone made it i didn't expect it to go into the like a made aspect yeah very interesting I, and i I'm, I'm a big fan uh, next up, going to Escape the Undertaker, which came out this week. A brand new Choose Your Adventure gimmick on Netflix. Starring the New work? Day and the Undertaker. How and does that work? Well, it's around 30 minutes or so. They they have uh, basically a, a mini sh- a show, a short movie or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And you choose what you want to see happen. You, like follow so-and-so you you go another direction you do this so this is interactive yeah so like on the t like what are you clicking your controller your remote whatever you use to to put on netflix oh wow that's pretty cool i didn't know there was do that on netflix there was i think there was either a movie or a tv show that did it that i did not watch that i wouldn't have had any interest in uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt had a, um, a Choose Your Adventure movie that I didn't quite enjoy doing the Choose Your Adventure stuff. But this, it's a decent thing for October fun. Now that we're in spooky season. Yeah. Well, then the last shout out goes to Steve Martin and Martin Short. An evening you will forget for the rest of your life. Also on Netflix. It came out in 2018, and I've been meaning to watch it. But I finally watched it, and I, I really, I just, I like both of them together, and I wish it was longer, but check it out. And if you haven't checked out Only Murders in the Building on Hulu yet, I think you should really check that out as well, because it's such a good show. Last week's episode I thought was absolutely brilliant. So check that out. There's only uh, two more episodes, I believe, of that. It looks really good. Yeah, those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for... Our... out Moment of the Week! That is right, our Mark Out Moment of the Week. What do you got? Oh, thanks for asking me. Didn't see that coming. Um, I'm going to choose that, uh, I don't believe this is a spoiler, but I am going to choose, uh, Crowbar appearing. Oh, I already mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess for now it's a spoiler, but yeah, I'm, I marked out for Crowbar appearing on AEW with Blue Meanie. Um, I think that that w- that's incredible. 
Crowbar is... I feel like Crowbar has always been such an underrated wrestler. In WCW, he was so good. His charisma was so good. His character was incredible. Uh, Promos were great. He was entertaining. And I feel like Crowbar is just such an underrated wrestler. So I marked out for that. And I also marked out just for this TV show that I got into. I'm still on season one. Uh, No, I'm on season two now. Uh, Doom Patrol. I thought you were going to say Squid Game or whatever. I started Squid Game. (laughs) I mean, and by started, I only saw like 15 to 30 minutes of the first episode. Um, It's okay, Squid Game. But do do you have to read it? Is it in English or what? Uh, no, you have to, oh, no, it's dubbed in English. Oh, yeah, I hate dub shows. That yeah. Lupin oh, show was good, but. I don't know, I, the du- dub shows, I loved Money Heist. Money Heist is dubbed, and I thought that was great, but if you're looking for a comic book show, if you like superheroes or the worst kind of superheroes, uh, definitely check out Doom Patrol on HBO Max. Well, speaking of uh streaming services and movies paramount plus now has the movie queen pins which is inspired by a real story two women end up going to jail for couponing basically but in the movie the character played by paul hauser is in uh he's on some tinder gimmick app and matches with a chick who's at an aew show and her bio says aew rules Mm-hmm. So it's like the world's finally like looking up for his character. So uh, apparently, originally in the script, it was WWE, and he had it changed to AEW. Wow. Making it probably the first time AEW was ever mentioned in a movie. Yeah, in that sort of a manner. It, or just a movie in general. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, I was watching The Simpsons this past Sunday, even though it's obviously been... It's it's been hell to get through for these uh maybe a decade or so, maybe even more than a decade, probably more than a decade, but I popped because they randomly used Shane McMahon's theme song. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was funny, by naughty by nature. So maybe I don't know if that's like a WWE produced theme song or not with them, but I don't know, I popped for that. And then New York Comic Con is this weekend. It uh, started on Thursday. And we are not there. No, but it feels like every wrestler ever is booked at this Comic Con. Like, it's literally, I think, the most amount of pro wrestlers that they've ever had there. And I think just because... I think it's just because it was like a smaller uh, Comic Con this year that they're just like advertising literally everybody that's there. And um, AEW has a big presence there. The major uh, podcast, they have a a presence there and a bunch of others, but Xavier Woods and Tyler Breeze were there signing for free streaming. Tyler Breeze was streaming on his channel on Twitch. And I thought that was really cool to see them interacting with the fans. The fans were like so happy to see them and they loved up, up, down, down and putting that over. So it, they were, and they were literally signing anything. One dude walked up. He's like, how many, uh, how many things are you allowed to sign? He's like, well, how much, how much you got? <laughs> he's like, I just need two. And he's like, yeah, sure. And they, they gave him, they, uh, Breeze had a, uh, free eight by 10 there too. I think Woods was just, uh, 
there signing whatever people had. And uh, they were selling up, up, down, down sweatshirts that you could have gotten them to sign. And then tomorrow, or not tomorrow, Saturday, would have been uh, Adam Cole's signing there for AEW. I think the price is uh, 75 bucks, a little steep, but Ooh, all the AEW guys marked at 75 bucks. That's a, a steep price, but yeah. But I, th- I thought it was pretty cool. They were doing Hardy Boys hands for every picture. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. But that's really the mark out moment of the week for me, collectively us. Yeah, I guess. And that is episode 577. No, 557. <laughs> hey, at least you're saying an episode. <laughs> yeah, but episode 557. Check us out. Twitter. At Marking Out, uh, at Chris Sweendog, Dave and I on Instagram and Twitter at BTTG161 and David PTDPT, Facebook.com slash Marking Out, YouTube and Instagram at Marking Out11. And then uh, what else am I missing here? ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. Use the code REGARDLESS to get yourself 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. Spotify podcast, Apple podcast, markingout.com, and we wish you the, the best of luck in your future endeavors.